edition of the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi. Hi, friend. Oh, guys, we're so sorry. We're later than we <laughs> said we were going to be. Oh. I mean, what can't you blame it on <laughs> is what I would say. I, I mean, we, we, it's been, we it's, a, there's just a lot happening everywhere. We had, we had work stuff going on. I had to bring someone to uh, get a surgery very early in the morning so we couldn't do it the night before. And then you had to work, you know, and then I was trying to finish work stuff. It was just a lot, you Look, guys. The byproduct of, of us two being your fabulous hosts is we happen <laughs> to have some other life obligations yes. outside of this um so so sorry but we're here we're, now we're here now come on we're here now and so, <laughs> i'm excited uh, yeah and we weren't here because we're so busy <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm happy to see you, my friend. I'm happy to see you. Um, you guys don't ever get to see us seeing each other, but it's really a thrill. <laughs> we like, were just marveling over that we both have really long hair. Right. I was going to say we're bragging about how long our hair is and talking <laughs> about does it go past your boob or not. Um, and how I would like to dye my hair to match my brown roots, but I'm scared to figure out how to do that in quarantine. If anybody has suggestions, I know I'm not supposed to do box dye. But I'm nervous about going to a salon. Um, but, you know, these are the things. These are If these are my problems, that's okay. That's fine. It's very funny that you're thinking of going brown because once, like, I, once, like we're kind of at either I get a vaccine or we're doing, like, hard. I want to, I think I want to go brawned. <laughs> oh, I love brawned and I love it for you. Oh ah, my God. Switch it up. I got this, these long locks. Now let's change it up. I just, I have cycled through the rainbow and yes. I have loved it. I've really, really loved uh, having like multicolored hair. Um, and I don't know. It's just that thing where not only is it an upkeep issue, but it just brown, my natural brown, uh, sounds interesting to me because I haven't seen it in so long. So uh, that's like the weird. I'm I historically have hated it whenever I've done it, um, but I, it's been I think maybe in like 2007 was maybe the last time um, I had it brown. Um, well, you remember that I was a redhead when you met me, yes, and had been since. Let's see. I had had red hair from 2005 until like five, so 15, 15 years wow. almost. No, that's not the math. 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> I believe ten, it. Listen to me. I was right on there. <laughs> 10 years of being a redhead and then was like, ugh, I got it. Well, I've said it before. I had an ex who started dating someone who looked a lot like me, same hair color, same face, everything. And so I was like, absolutely not. I can't change her, but I can change my head. And so I got a, I got a new, I got a new head and then just haven't dyed my hair. Yeah. In four or five years. And so now all of this is like virgin hair and I don't have too many grays. So it's been like fine, which is nice to like, have not dyed my hair in so long and then to go through yes. this pandemic being like, yeah, that's fine. It's just growing long. It's a beautiful color. It's It's Thank got you. like a little auburn to it. Um, you can see why it easily passes a redhead. Exactly. Uh, it's beautiful. It's healthy. I have found, I've been dyeing my hair for so long that I was 
shocked and delighted to find gray hairs. I have ha- not had enough hair oh. to see gray hairs in so long. And I was like, there we, yes, ma'am. Hello. Nice there to meet are. you all. And welcome. Now your husband's getting a little peppery, right? Yeah. He, or I really, salty. I like his, uh, yeah, he's got salt and pepper. And I, th- I've always liked the way that that looks on men. Um, you know, especially cause he's got a bunch of hair. So y- yes. you're, you're, you know, no offense to people who don't, but like when a man <laughs> has a lot of hair, they start going gray. You're like, yeah, that looks great. Looks yeah. great. Oh, and you should know I'm, I've been, um, this is huge news. Uh, Jesse Snip Center has been asked <gasps> to open back up. So I will be delivering another quarantine haircut uh, I, in the coming week, I believe. I do believe we should do that on Instagram Live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I uh, my Jesse Snip Center was a huge <laughs> quarantine highlight. Uh, for me, and it, then it, I really took too much ownership of his head and hair. Uh, but I'm very proud of it. So now, but the big question is, is, it's just like improv. It's the second beat. So it's like this is the thing of like this proves whether I actually can do it or if it was just a freakish, uh, you know, one off. But we'll see. So uh, maybe it is an IG live. Maybe maybe the world needs to see it. Who knows? Or you know, a Zoom uh, <laughs> charity show. <laughs> It's funny because it's not like very much hair. So I would love to make a big deal out of like a very light trim. (laughs) (laughs) Or mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. Just a big, just a big old. Um, Nope. You zapped his ear right off. Uh, (laughs) Uh, It's a lot of trust, but I'm very excited about that. That's that. These are the kinds of things that become huge news in quarantine. (laughs) I know. Even though all of our restrictions have been lifted, we're like, why? That was a bad idea. No, I don't need to go do anything still. No, thanks. No, I'm staying inside forever. Inside forever. Ever. I yeah I on Saturday I had to go get a uh, uh, endoscopy and I I truly had a panic attack and started crying before I left because I was oh. like I'm gonna get COVID there because my mouth's gonna be open the whole time. I mean it's a big <laughs> it's a big to do like going to the doctors right now is even though you can know logically and all evidence shows that they are being so cautious it is so safe. Uh, it's like to, to be inside for this long and be so cautious in our day-to-day lives and then suddenly be around a whole bunch of people, have well, your mouth open, and to say nothing uh, of just the nerve of the procedure, which is yeah. its own Well, because you, they put you out, it's general anesthesia, so you're asleep for the whole thing. So like you have no control over any exactly. of it. Exactly. Like what a hu- crazy psychological piece to, to process. Yeah. You know, that you're breathing this thing we've become obsessed with how we mm-hmm. breathe around other people is you're suddenly doing it around other people and you have no control over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I did it and I told you already that as soon as I, so I woke up at the end of the procedure, like as they were taking the scope out, cause I started coughing oh, or okay. maybe like right at, but like I, they were still like taking stuff off of me and uh. I was like, can you guys believe how alert I am? I'm like totally awake right now. <laughs> What if you were actually like, this is crazy. And you heard you, what you were hearing was the alert woman. I was like, uh, did you give me something to wake me up? Because like, I'm like awake right now. And the guys, the anesthesiologist was like, no, I just give you the right amount. And I was like, you're great at math. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have like had normal days where I wake up on my own and I am not as awake as I am right now. I am very awake. Oh, what a star student. <laughs> and then I went in recovery and the nurse 
she's like, how are you? And I was like, I mean, I'm good. I, I, I can't tell you many days I've felt better than this oh right now. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I can tell you're trying to get out of here. I heard you talking in the operating room. She's <laughs> like, ma'am, I'm on to you. <laughs> I was like, I will die talking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I because- love that thing too of like <laughs> wanting them to know you know kind of a thing like that I have that very badly and it is just like I mean this is crazy because you know we all understand exactly what's going on and I mean uh, obviously look at how I'm how I've responded and we all agree right medically this is on the insane same page. right I'm very special uh, <laughs> it's funny because as a child I was uh given a sedative like so it sounds weird if I don't tell you the story as a child when I was um, maybe five or six years old, probably five years old. My brother accidentally, we were playing T-ball and he swung the bat and it made contact with my face, specifically oh. my eye oh. and my eyelid. Oh. Did, did, 95% of it did not stick around my face. Uh, it was So I had to be rushed to the hospital and when we got there, my mom, there, someone was going to stitch me up and my mom insisted on waiting for a plastic surgeon. And then whenever he finally got there, then they like strapped me to a board. And I was being very quiet because I was probably in a little bit of shock, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they strapped me to a board, which I was very frustrated by. And they're like, we, the nurse is like, we have to do this because they really struggle a lot. And then the doctor like asked her to like give me a sedative and she's like, we're going to put her to sleep because like, there's no way that she would like, they really flail. It's, it would, it's so much easier this way, but it did not knock me out. No, I just like, I was, um, you know, my eyes are closed and I'm strapped to a board and he's like, I can just very lightly feel him working on me. And she's the nurse is like, Oh, I love I love, he just love watching him do that. He's so good at what he does. Stop. And, so, and then she kept like making comments about like, you're gonna, oh, so good. It's so, such a good idea that we put her out. Like, this is so much better this way. Oh my God, Marcia. And so like, I could feel he was close to done and I just was like so mad at this woman. Was it hurting or was it just like a sense that you just could like feel? A, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when you are numbed by something, yeah, so you're like, you, yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of feel like a tension on something. Yeah. But she was making me so mad because she was just like goo goo gaga over him and being say, like, like flirting her ass <gasps> off and then being like, oh, you, so you, she would be so wiggly or whatever, whatever she was saying that I was like, um, are you almost done? <laughs> like I said it in my most assertive five year old voice. Um, are you guys almost done? Because <laughs> I would just—I needed her to know that I wasn't asleep and that she. My mom—I was talking to my mom about it recently. I think because of the <laughs> anesthesia, uh, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I." Like she's like when they were cleaning you before they started, she's like I f- like f- like sat on the ground. <laughs> like she's like I got weak and I had to sit down. Oh my god! Uh, but so I think that it has always been in me to be like you will not control me, not even with sedatives. <laughs> I can't I can see, be tamed. <laughs> I can see this as a through line and I it checks out and I yes. support it. <laughs>
Well, I'm glad you're okay. I know that, yeah, any any medical stuff at all is so overwhelming uh, in COVID. So I'm just glad it, it went well and you did I it. I think I would have been nervous anyway. But yeah. yeah, it's like good to get something. I just have never had, like other than my wisdom teeth and tonsils, I've never had, I've never like had to do anything like that. So yeah, that's big. That's big. General <sighs> anesthesia is big. Um, well... Now I'm, I'm really into okay. it. I want to do it all the time now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a party. Um, isn't that amazing, though? Like, you know, you – I always – I remember, like, the few times I've had it. It's like anesthesiologists are incredibly high paid. Um, and you realize why. Like, it is just like, I mean, such an unbel- – And I remember thinking that when my mom got her open-heart surgery – a couple years ago um, at Huntington Hospital. And it's like, that's the person you you know, you care about the surgeon, uh, duh, but the anesthesiologist, we were like, I like wanted to meet so badly. Cause it's like, that's the, that's for the, as far as their experience goes, like it's unbelievable. And it's just such an incredible skill. I really, that's why I said it. you're very good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's, it's math. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just, I like, it's one of those things where you're like, that is a, really important skill yes please get a lot of money for your job (laughs) yeah especially because like i mean they're just like asking you questions to kind of get a gauge on like you know do you drink do you i guess i'm sure that all has something to do with it yeah oh i'm sure oh yeah even just like uh yeah cognitive delay or like any of it um he asked if I had sleep apnea and i was like i don't think so and he's like do you snore and i was like i sleep on my side or stomach sir Sir, I think Sir, you have, I have the information you need. I don't know who's told you that I've <laughs> snored, but I, I can assure you I have not snored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm very glad. And Thank you. now, I mean, we're we're late getting to this, so we'll dive in. Uh, yeah, and we'll give you news. we'll give you what you want. We'll give you what you want. You had enough <laughs> catch up. Um, hearing about our hair and our insides, and now we'll talk some Kardashians. Um, <laughs> so the big one, as I see it, is we have a new boyfriend. Oh, I can't even believe the reason i can't believe this is because we've been faked out by this so many times i in the know past. and i was ready to this round also but maybe it's because there's it's always been there i'm starting to think that we got played really hard for a really long time or, so, or that, that it's been like bubbling is what i mean like there's always yes. been a little something oh i see what you're saying Yes. So for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it was confirmed. We got People Magazine. We got all the heavy hitters confirming Kourtney Kardashian and Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker are dating. Wow. Uh, it seemed like the one that really kicked it into gear was that over the, uh, over the weekend, um, Kardashian and Barker um, posted photos in Palm Springs at what is clearly known as the Jenner compound, Chris Jenner's compound. Uh-huh. Um, so they both shared poolside views um, on their IG story. And so people went, wait a minute, um, and went back and thus began the great, <laughs> like a court case going through discovery, <laughs> everybody going back. Because for anyone who hasn't followed this, they have been neighbors for a yes. very long time. And friends for a very long time. So we've known and why this has been rumored off and on for forever because uh, they comment on each other's Instagrams. They've appeared in photos together. Um, and so people have speculated 
for a long, long time, uh, but it has never been confirmed. So the people says they have been spotted on various outings over the years. In March 2019, Barker shut down romance rumors between him and Courtney saying, Courtney's a dear friend. That's it. Um, I love her to death. I love her family. But yeah, we're just friends. But I'm no more. Just bowled over that she's dating someone older than herself. The age, I mean, he he also, quite frankly, is not really her type as I know it. You know, like I really see her with like modely, you know, pretty boy, like gel haired guys. I mean, I guess I'm just mostly thinking of Scott and Eunice. Yes. But, yes. You know, that, that Travis feels like very different than yeah. the kind of men I've ever known Courtney and to date. When I say he's older than her, I mean, he's 45 and she is 41. So it's not like <laughs> yeah. he's not an. <laughs> He's not technically an older man, but I guess he would have been a senior when she was a freshman. So, <laughs> Interestingly, uh, uh, of course, everybody went back into the archives and a quote came back to haunt him, which is absolutely benign and means nothing, but we'll share it anyways. Back in 2015, Travis admitted to being attracted to Courtney's 40-year-old sister, Kim Kardashian West, when she back when she was Paris Hilton's assistant. The quote is her saying, him saying, how could you not stare at Kim? Uh, I enjoy hanging out with Paris, but I love curvy girls. Kim was eye candy. I was no way disrespectful to Paris, but I couldn't keep my eyes off Kim. Um, so people were like, what? Well, wait a minute. He liked Kim. Let's just remind <laughs> ourselves Kim is one of the most attractive uh, women in human history. So also, it, Rob Kardashian said he had a crush <laughs> yeah. on Kim. And that's his sister. So, I mean, of course, a, a someone, you know. Uh, I just want to know if Travis Barker hangs out with Tom DeLonge anymore <laughs> and of if alien. he knows anything about aliens. So, <laughs> I immediately visualized a conversation between Courtney and Tom DeLong and and her reaction to listening like what she would be like oh my god I never knew that she would buy it <laughs> yeah, honestly a lot of stuff that he says you're like oh like he's coo -coo 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 -coo, and then you're like oh wait you were right the government was hiding that we had UFOs here I mean and now it, they just like they put out a New York Times article in the middle of a pandemic so people didn't know not the middle at the beginning of a pandemic it just so came people, and went Everybody people was like, like yeah 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 bigger fish to fry no one's talking about aliens sir and it was like yeah wait a minute actually <sighs> let's please circle back to that uh so uh, basically I, I don't think it's worth go combing through but you can find plenty of timelines uh that kind of show you little emoji it's it's all very subtle it's like a rose or you know in a world where i think we got used to like tristan playing his cards quite obviously where it would be like you know the tongue hanging out emoji or something yeah uh it definitely i think was easy if this was bubbling for a while um to clearly they are people who just like each other um it does make you think differently of both of them, though, right? Yeah. It's just an interesting pairing. It makes me think better of both of them. <laughs> I agree. I like, agree. Her not being so, I guess, like, not that he's, he's not unattractive. He just is like a punk rock guy who, you know, you can't age out of those, that many tattoos on your body. They just, they're there. Um, and, 
and she, I feel like she's only like pretty boys before who are frankly kind of controlling smart asses. And I don't think I don't get that impression from Travis Barker at all. I don't know much of him, but he seems like, you know, he's got like teenage kids and he's been, you know, So it's funny too. Cause he really harkens back. The, the pairing of them is fascinating to me because he's of like a different early aughts period to me. Uh, that wouldn't like, similar to the Kardashians like takeoff uh, is like, you know, he had, he and his ex Shanna Mochler had a reality show. Uh, I think it was like uh, meet the Barkers. And it was okay. like, cause she has a daughter with Oscar de la Hoya, the boxer. Wow. So that became his stepdaughter. And then they had, I think a son and maybe another daughter together. And then Shanna Mochler uh, f- famously got in a fight at Hyde with Paris Hilton over Travis Barker because they supposedly dated Paris Hilton and him. And then the really crazy thing, and I had forgotten about this until I was doing like a Travis deep dive, is that he was best friends with that guy, um, DJ AM, who was like the DJ that I think his name is Adam Goldberg. And he dated like Mandy Moore. He dated uh, Nicole Richie. He had been like a former drug addict turned like really successful DJ. Uh, this was like peak of like low hand Sam- Samantha Ronson, like this era. Yeah. And they uh, DJ AM and Travis Barker, I think, performed together or maybe just were friends. But they had a plane crash <sighs> and uh, all of they lived and everybody else on the plane died. The Wait, pilot who's died. they lived? Travis Barker and DJ AM. They were on because like a, he, then he died in 2009. Then though. a year later, <gasps> DJ AM died. It was this horrific plane crash. Oh my and, God. And it was like on a private plane and all of like their assistants and the pilots died. I think that, I don't know if they were the only two survivors, but it was. And then as I understand it, DJ AM who had, I think like got, become sober uh, you know, was known as a sober person. I'm fairly sure it was that he died of an overdose oh. a year later. They were like traumatized. And then what I learned is that Travis Barker, I think that was in 2009, has not flown on a plane since. Oh. That he does not travel for like, but he took That's a- be he really traveled. hard for him and Courtney. I know. It immediately opens it up, this, this whole thing of like, uh, he's, yeah, he's like, will not fly. And it was all about how, like, he didn't do, he doesn't do, like, he never did the Australia tour for Blink-182's reunion. He traveled by ship uh, for something he had to do. Like, he won't fly. Um, And it is such a crazy story. I had, like, completely forgotten because this was all, like, a different era. But it was all tied up with, like, Paris and Nicole and like L.A. hide in the whole scene. And Travis Barker was like kind of strangely a part of it. And then, yeah, they like survived this insane plane crash. And then his friend died anyways. I mean, if so, I'm reading a quote that says that he said he will never fly again unless his two kids ask him. Mm. But let's see if Courtney can get him on a private jet. Yeah. I, I mean, how it's almost like that's probably the worst because that's what he was on, you know? Like, I'm just so curious because it's like, that is... She likes sailing, though, so I could see her sailing. (laughs) It's just so crazy. She's like a jet-setting woman. That family is such a... Travel is her whole obsession. So How did he survive? This is nuts. I'm looking at, like, the pictures of the plane crash. It's nuts. 
I think it was on takeoff. Oh my god, the photos are surreal. And I think he you was, have a thing with flying too, though, right? Oh, I hate flying. I hate flying. That's why I think this like really, really, um, like is burned in my brain because I remember it being like you know, anytime Ugh. there's a plane crash, my brain like spirals. So four of the six people died. So yeah, so they were the only two survivors, DJ AM and Ugh. him. So. So it was them, their entourage. Oh, that's right, because they had a duo called it was like TRV dollar sign DJ AM. So they were like a duo, DJ AM and Travis Barker. Um, and yeah, overran the runway and crashed through the airport boundary fence. So it was just on takeoff um, mm. and came to a rest on an embank. In it, where was it? It was in South Carolina, I think. Yeah, Columbia. Um, and then, yeah, burst into flames. Both pilots were killed. Horrifying. Uh, and I believe Travis Barker suffered, like, really severe burns. Um, Horrifying. Both, su- both suffered second and third degree burns. Um, so it's just this, like, unbelievable story. Unbelievable story. Um, and it's so long ago now. But And we're talking about it on the day of Kobe Bryant's. Oh, my God. You're right. The anniversary of his crash i mean it's just that you know i think especially oh yeah so it was september 19 uh september 19th 2008 um yeah this stuff is just so so scary so 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 scary um and clearly like i mean can you imagine also you survive a crash you're horribly burned uh, you all there's all of this death uh, around you. The experience itself, you and your friend survive, and then your friend dies a year later. And it's obviously, I mean, the trauma they suffered is such a clear, I would gather, piece of that. Yeah. Relapse, you know. Yeah. Ugh. So all that to say, I mean, tra- Courtney better of- not break his heart. Don't fuck with him, Court. Uh, so it says, oh, okay, we won't get into this, but, but the cause of the cl- crash was determined. It was going 150 miles an hour on all four tires, and the Learjet 60 exploded. All four tires exploded. Uh, p- pieces of the tires hurled at high speeds damaged the plane's hydraulic system, causing the plane's brakes to fail. Uh, so the tires exploded. Yeah, and then I think the pilot tried to abort, but it was already too fast to abort. Oh my God, and it crossed the highway, crossed a five, hurtled off the runway, crossed a five-lane highway, hit an and embankment, and was burst into flames. So then, and then Goldstein died of a drug overdose a year after the accident. Uh, that's anyway, like truly f- some final destination shit. I mean, that's the thing. I'm obviously not one for uh, flying in general. I don't love it. I do it. But like, I mean, could you blame someone for surviving that and saying like, no, I'm done with that. I'd be like, dude, mm, absolutely never get on a plane. Me don't think so. But yes. So. Uh, I, it was, I, I, I truly was like rocked to remember, um, all of it, uh, as it relates to, and that's what I mean by like stitching together two very different like periods of the same time of like LA uh, scenes. And then there is kind of the Paris crossover piece, but so they've been in like adjacent universes for a long time, for a long time. Na, 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 na. <laughs> but I can't wait for I'm excited about it. I get like I feel genuinely excited and I'm like pumped for a photo of them like holding hands. <laughs> I know. That's fun. That's fun. Good for good for them. We like um, it. All right. I didn't get to I was trying to pull this video up, but then it seemed like it wanted to destroy my computer. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's a 
fucking Daily Mail article, which I could I could host, host an entire podcast about how badly Daily Mail the website is designed and how hard it is to just watch the thing you want to watch on a Daily Mail article. But it also is a weird little clip, but it was making the rounds um, today. So it's this clip, apparently, to back it up, there is a documentary being made uh, that is called YZYTV, YZTV. Um, and it, it it's about the making of the still-to-be-released Donda album. Um, so that would be his, like, what was supposed to be his, like, you know, newest album. So it has a bunch of different footage in it. I don't, I don't know that anybody knew it was being made, but the one, a one minute clip was posted on YouTube on Saturday. And what it actually is, is that it's, it's Damon Dash, um, the famous, you know, mogul, um, like kind of narrating over some footage, of the summer of 2020 at the Yeezy compound in Wyoming. Um, and it's like a room where they're clearly working on Donda and a bunch of people are there. So Damon Dash is there and they're playing music and it's a hard to follow clip, but he's talking about how, um, chance the rapper came out to like come just check on Kanye and like th that the whole kind of point of what they were trying to do with the summer was like, get him away from the bad influences in Kanye's life, which is a little ominous. Um, and then it's, so it's just then this very short little clip, but then it's slowed down dramatically. So it's hard to hear. It's why it's not a great clip of Kanye yelling at chance and you can't really make it out very well, but he's basically, you can just basically hear him, hear him say, sit your ass down and listen to the album or leave. Um, and it's just this like, burst of a moment i will say interestingly damon dash like narrating the clip is high out of his mind or like visibly so drunk he's asleep it's like very weird to be talking about like yeah we were really trying to take care of kanye and he's like slurring like i was like wait why isn't that what we're talking about in this clip what's going on with damon dash oh because this is like the summer when they're like kim and the family they're the bad influences yeah and this was like during you know the the political run and the dave Chappelle visit and like all of this shit remember chance on. got in trouble because he said well why wouldn't i vote for kanye yes so yeah. So it was, yeah. So, it, it, he, so yeah. In in the thing, Damon Dash says, you know, my thing is just get rid of the people that are triggering. Get them as far as the philosophy of what they were doing there. Get them out of here and just let's have fun being creative. Um, so Kanye's finishing his album and there's people around. Um, Chance, honestly, because of what he was reading, he came through just to check on Kanye. You know, again, Kanye deals with his issues at all times. They got into it, but they worked it out. And at the end of the day, Chance was just there to be a friend. Um, and that's it. So, but it is like, it's just, I think, crazy to see that, like, um, them fighting. But, uh, you know, these are passionate artists. No huge surprise. Quite also, honestly. I love it when people can fight like that and then still be friends. If I screamed in your face, I'm positive we would never talk again. <laughs> <laughs> if I told you to sit your ass down, <laughs> I don't know that we would recover. <laughs> I, we have a friend, in fact, who who yelled at uh, yelled at us <laughs> uh, in a nail salon. No, I would I would work through it. I would never let you go ever. Aww. Not letting you out of my closet. It would be very funny to me. I would if I, to hear you tell me to sit my ass down would be. I would be like, oh, you, have you ever seen me very upset with someone like in the moment, not just like a retelling of a story? I don't know that I've seen you. 
upset. I've seen you like annoyed and irritated and like unhappy, but I've mm-hmm. never seen you. I think I like can visualize it or, or I've like heard stories, but I don't think I've ever seen you like yelling at a person or, or you know, having a heated exchange. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Well, I find you really well-tempered and thoughtful and kind. It doesn't come out often, and that's why when it does come out, it is like uh, a whole other level. Well, (laughs) you could also argue that women are asked to stifle unbelievable amounts, and sometimes we just have (laughs) levels of rage. I have told multiple people to shut the fuck up and like, like in a way that I meant it. Like, I've told an old lady on a bus that. Uh, I, I, t- I told a guy in New York, it used to be in New York, right before we walked on stage. Uh, yeah. Look, we'd work it out. I we would work it out. I would never we- say it to you. That's why. Though. Oh, well, now it's a challenge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get me there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is my 2021 uh, challenge. Yeah, the most that I think you and I have ever been like very slightly perturbed at each other. And I think the maddest you've been at me is when I when you ate tartare. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to bring up the meal. <laughs> but you were, I was like, oh, she's mad at me. <laughs> I was mad about my martini. It was in a shot glass, and then I knew my food looked like dog food, and then you said it looked like dog food, and I was not enjoying the, my meal. And the main course you got, well, it's even worse looking. It was like a horrible meal, and I was like- So I, expensive. I felt like it's very funny to explore it, because it was like you made a joke, and I was like, it was about me feeling embarrassed, because I was like so excited for the restaurant. I was so excited, and then it was like step after step after step everything was blowing it and it's like come on man this is like the meal of a vegas trip like yes don't give me a martini in a shot glass oh my god i'll never get over it you cannot drag me back to stupid ass cipriani in vegas that's right you heard me yeah fuck you guys and we're going to vegas as soon as we can oh yeah we are definitely gonna be there soon we have talked about vegas multiple times a week (laughs) for months (laughs) god it sounds so fun i think that all because we're including trish in this as well and i think we all seem like people who should feel above vegas Vegas and we do not feel about I think Vegas. it's a I think I take it as a true personality like uh, a point of pride I love not being above Vegas I think oh. it's like I absolutely always I totally get when people don't like Vegas like Tim doesn't really like is openly like a non-Vegas person and I'm like got it you're lost I'm I'm it's just it's it's I get everything that's problematic and also, yes, please sign me up. Me being into it, though, is actually shocking to me because I don't I, drink very much. Yeah. I don't like to dance. Uh, yeah, but and you I don't like, gamble. <laughs> you, but you're like me and you like weirdos. You like weirdos and you like weird cultures. Like you like the weirdness of the world. Yes. It's why you like the same reality TV as me. Is like you, it's why we went to Larissa and Colt's two-night <laughs> divorce party at Crazy Horse in Vegas. Oh, it's because like God. we want to like that's like to see them, but we want to see those people. We want to see the strippers. We want to just see the world that is there. And I think that <laughs> that's like why. I love Vegas is because I'm yes. like, let me just see some. I want to see it. Like, let yes. me see these worlds. Also, not a ton of people I know that would be like, yeah, let's or like, let's go sit at a strip club for two nights in a row. <laughs> but I don't. I can't think of 
I, I mean, even Nicole Byer, who it does like pole dancing and loves, you know, strippers and all, she's like, she like didn't make it to that weekend. That's and I right. was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's too, it's not for. It's, it's because we are, we're interesting, but we're organized. And so. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. We, okay, we okay. let's get back to news news. Okay. So apparently we are going to get to watch the dissolution of Kim and Kanye on keeping up with the Kardashians. This, uh, it's not letting me pull up the article cause I'm out of vanity fair articles, but, um, yes. Yeah, so it sounds like it's going to be in the show. I'm very curious. I mean, it would be, they would be dragged to hell if they cut around it. Yes. But, Still, we know Kanye's relationship to the show has been very ambivalent at best. He doesn't and, have to be on it. Yeah. So I'm, I think it will be, I'm very curious. Uh, I mean, it will, I'm sure, just largely be confessional and the family talking to her about it. Yeah. It says, um, uh, the heavily rumored yet as now unconfirmed divorce from Kim and Kanye will be getting the keeping up of the Kardashians treatment after all. And the rapper is reportedly quote, less than thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, so it doesn't really say anything else other than that, but we can imagine that, you know, especially if it's done on her side, that I she mean. could just talk through it all with us and be talking with her sisters about it. Cause like, obviously we're not going to see them, squabbling over artwork in the no. mausoleum house you know i mean it is a big i mean I, I get the sense things are you know not totally vitriolic at this point but it's a pretty you know that's kim really wielding her kim kardashian card you know to be like yeah well because we know he's while he always, you know, uh, celebrated Kim, I don't, we know the show wasn't like a piece of, you know, what he, I think, most uh, adored about her. So it's, I find it very powerful for Kim well, to, to, to offer that to us as the viewers. Also, I think it's a way she can protect everyone. Yeah. Because she can serve the story in a way that doesn't harm them or their children or yeah you know so i i imagine it to be something like that where we see some makeupless kim in skims yeah. uh, <laughs> crying and yeah just telling her sisters and maybe courtney even gives her a pat on the back or something <laughs> <laughs> oh kim that's sad because I do think you're right that I don't think it will be like a I don't think she would ever use it as a means to spin things against Kanye yeah. at this point. And, and I don't think she would ever do that to the kids. Mm -mm. So I do think you're right that in the way we've always talked about the show being their greatest PR machine ever um, and the ability to always retell the narrative mm -hmm. um, that it does give her and the family the opportunity to frame it up exactly how they want it to be perceived. Yeah. Um, and we've seen on her Instagram stories, she does seem to be in breakup mode. She is doing yes. twice a day workouts. Her sisters are with her. She's posting 
sad vegan food. Oh, the vegan food is It's just... not that anything's wrong with vegan food. No. It's the way that it looks. It's like, this is not what we're taking pictures Look, of, guys. We're, food photography needs to be respected, uh, especially when it's piles of little little vegan piles. Yeah, it's, it's little really, vegan piles. <laughs> it's really sad. Sad. Uh, um, yeah, I'm very curious uh, how, and I mean, I uh, let's of course acknowledge that it is incredible promotion for the upcoming season. Not only the fake announcement of it of everything ending, but that we will be a, be able to see this piece that obviously everybody is fascinated by. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's very all of it is very bittersweet even though we know that all of it will continue on in some fashion like yeah there's not going to be a world in which kim and kanye aren't in each other's lives in some way because they have four children right right uh and yeah i think it's always in these like of this level of divorce to it's in everyone's interest to try for you know, am the, as amicable as possible, yeah. um, especially given, yeah, what's on the line and children and all of it. But um, speaking of assets, uh, rocky transition. There is a very fun rumor that Kendall and Kylie are starting their own tequila brand. Uh, again, this is just like a one TikToker, but it took off. Uh, um, these TikTokers with their lies and their QAnon. A- I mean, <laughs> so TikTok user Hannah Farrell theorized in a series of viral videos that either Kendall or Kylie, or the both of them, are the brains behind eight one eight Anejo Tequila which appears to be named after the area code of Calabasas, of course, as we know. They recently posted photos from a trip to Mexico with Stasi, and and basically I watched the TikToks and it's like, it is pretty prominent. Like it's, her point is, she says, somebody call Kris Jenner, I've cracked it in her video. This tequila doesn't exist. I've looked into this tequila. I think this is Kylie's new tequila that she's going to bring out. Call me anytime, Chris. And then... She showed then uh, Kendall liked the post. So the plot thickens. And then there was an IG live from April with Kylie and Stassi where they were drinking tequila. uh, And and Kylie said, by the way, we're on some new shit. This is what we've really been drinking, but we're not allowed to tell anybody. So stay tuned. I can't wait to share what we've been working on. And they were like held up the shot of tequila because they were very much into um, Don Julio, right? 18. Yeah. Then 1942 something. I don't remember. Yeah. I think it's, it's the, it's the Don Julio 1942 is the one that, yeah, with the kind of big, long bottle. Sometimes in my, like, mm, f- when I'm feeling more opulent, I'll that's I'll be at a bar being like, ah, tequila and soda, Don Julio night. I think that's exactly what I was ordering at that strip club, and you know that's not what I was getting. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure they did not have it. I looked no. it up and was shocked by how, because Don Julio, regular Don Julio isn't that expensive. It's nicer tequila. But I looked up, it, actually, let's just look it up, because I looked it up and was like, oh, my God, because remember, Remember on Courtney's like girls trip in Mexico, they were just like out on floats and pouring it on each other like sloppily. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so 1942. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars, though, right? I thought it was more. No, you're right. It's like one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty. I still think that's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> that is a lot, but it's not like a you know a four hundred or a thousand dollar bottle, which they no. make that they make that no. shit. So 
I looked up, I just did a quick little Google search and tequila world, wait, world tequila awards.com actually has awarded 818 Anejo the bronze award. Um, mm. And it says the tasting of the nose brings together aromas of butterscotch, damp wood and chocolate. <laughs> Damn wood. <laughs> okay, so this, this is sweet and vibrant on the tongue with asparagus notes. Asparagus, get out of here. Glints of orange zest and caramel that linger on the finish. And it's saying it's K and soda. Yes, so that was part of the theory is that, let's see if I can find it. As the TikTok user continued to dig deeper into theory, she found the owner of 818 Anejo is listed online as K and soda. So she was uh, hypothesizing Kylie and Stas, Kendall and Stas, that that could be one of them and Stasi. Yeah. Um, so, so who? It is trademarked. So we see that it's trademark. Um, and they, you know, it, they definitely have like made it clear that they are tequila connoisseurs, you know. Uh, famously, oh yeah, this article brings it up. I forgot in uh for her twenty second birthday. Remember, she Kylie and Chloe did a twenty minute uh video titled "Drunk Get Ready with Me," which they took eighteen shots of Don Julio, <laughs> and they oh remember they got God hammered. Yes. It was very fun. Okay, so eight one eight um has two trademarks filed. Okay, and one the first one is in two thousand nineteen. Um. What's eight eight sixteen two thousand nineteen? Is that October? No, August. August yes. So August sixteenth for the numbers eight one eight, and then eight one eight the words um, May twentieth <laughs> four twenty. No, that's five twenty. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> 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 but still May uh, May twentieth two thousand twenty, and the state is a, it's incorporated in Delaware, but it's an LLC that's address is in California. Okay. In Los Angeles specifically. Okay. Interesting. So it's K and Soda LLC. It does sound like a Kardashian. K like, and Soda feels like. Yeah. It does, right? Like I was just like, I this feel and and the photos that the the girl, the TikToker posts, like that she grabbed from their Instagrams, she was basically like, they don't ever put things in the backgrounds like accidentally. Yes. And it is like, I think it's Kendall on this couch in Mexico. And it's like the bottle is just like very, it's facing forward and it is like prominently, it's off to the side on like a side table, but it is like pretty prominently featured. Like it would just never accidentally happen. I feel like now I'm looking, they, so they have some partners. Ooh. I don't know who these people are, but they, they started shipping stuff. But can you buy it? Like, that's, I guess, the big question. They've only shipped one thing. And I think what they're doing, they're doing something with people in India. There's a lot. I've gotten to a page that has stuff that I don't understand. Great. Okay. Um, Well, it's a fun idea. My commentary is that it makes sense for them to have. I mean, if, um, you know, Casa Vega is, was that George Clooney's tequila? Casamigos. Casamigos is a wonderful restaurant in the valley. <laughs> I'm a fool. <laughs> Casamigos, uh, great Blanca, uh, very mm-hmm. good. I love. That's probably my favorite tequila. That is also what I had in the room for us in Vegas. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> we left so much of it there. I know that was painful, but um, 
less painful probably. And then we have Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull. <laughs> you know, people have liquor brands and it's a I think a smart business to get in. So yeah, I I think that that's the, the that was like the a huge uh, stepping stone for Diddy, who was one of the first with Ciroc. Uh What do you think Bethany Frankel thinks of the Kardashians? Oh God, I'm sure she could talk about them for a trillion years because they have very similar paths. I was gonna say I actually think she should like them because yes. I think that they are really. That the, as matriarchal and as like the way that they have used their success, the brands that they've built, like I think it's very much of her uh, template. So I would be, but it's, but also a lot of people are threatened by them. And you know, Bethany Frankel has her own not sex tape, but she had a sex scene in a movie in a B movie from the 80s. Did she? In which she's like riding on top of a man with those early implants just swinging oh, around. Those- Hide hard high guys. Well, they <laughs> back in the day they weren't that high. <laughs> oh God, just loosey gooseys. I oh. mean, maybe they were natural, and that's why she had to re- change them out. But, um, but it is uh, uh, <laughs> you can look it up. Um, I will. I absolutely will. Uh, one thing that Jess and I have bonded over recently is, I guess we love pornography of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell this, I'm plugging my computer in, but I think it's very important that people know this. Whose penis was I sending around? <laughs> Which was it? What? Why was I sending you? Oh, I d- accidentally Googled something. And then when I looked at what, what the Google search was not supposed to be a dirty search. But was then it all related the- to the podcast? Was it a Chris thing? something gosh i wish i could remember but all of a sudden i was sending you so many dicks oh and then the i know what it was bling empire yes the penis pump i was like i don't even know how one works and then i sent like a very medical video of penis pump (laughs) the penis pump video was truly a thrill uh it was and help me understand i was like i don't know how a hydra penis pump works now i do know it was helpful i learned a lot i'm always uh, it's not gonna out weird me uh oh no yeah we're we're down to clown (laughs) freaks another freaky thing i recently found out about is sex furniture i mean i guess i should have always known but Mm. like they just have like oh it's like a weird like i think i've even seen them now that i think of it uh like in a i want to say like in a palm springs house where it's like this double humped like chair it's it looks more like Whoa. art okay and it's and it's for you like you can get in all kinds of positions with it oh my god i'll send it to you i want to see no i'm not gonna send it i'm gonna buy it for your anniversary <laughs> oh, <laughs> too sweet oh, too thoughtful did i get you a sex chair oh <laughs> tim marcy got us a sex chair it does look like a 1980s like piece of furniture and then you then they show you like all the different it's like I'm so imagining um, Catherine O'Hara's art from Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's very similar to that. Absolutely, it's like ultra modern '80s uh, furniture that you can just uh, comfortably ride your husband on. <laughs> oh, that's all that. That's all anyone wants. Uh, oh, this speaking last of, of riding. <laughs> 
We don't even, this is, I think, not even a great one. But I think th- this is fascinating, Jess. Okay, okay. I'm just like, okay. Well, uh, the problem is I can't find the quotes in this in this dang screen rant piece. Oh, man. But uh, you based- did send it to us earlier this week, too. But so it's an interview. Caitlyn Jenner is interviewed by who knows who. <laughs> I think it was on a podcast. I'm going to find a better one. But it was on a podcast. Um. And yeah, being asked about like who sh- who she's closer to, um, and ends up really like throwing <laughs> pretty much everybody but Kylie under the bus. Like, yeah, it's she's just, just like I just love Kylie, and I just have a special bond. It's like yeah, me and my billionaire daughter do too. It's uh okay. Here we go. Caitlyn Jenner explains why she's much, quote, closer to Kylie than, quote, more secretive. I mean, I mean, I mean. So these are the quotes. These are the quotes. So she was spoke on Dear Media's The Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast and went into detail about her relationship with her two young youngest children, Kendall and Kylie. Uh, She joked that her favorite her favorite generally of her six, uh, quote, uh, six biological and ten stepchildren, quote, depends on the day. But Kylie has a special place in her life. Quote, Kylie is just the exception to the rule, Caitlin said. I mean, she's just all the stars came together. She said she sees herself the most in Kendall. We have a lot in common, she said. She's very athletic. and We kind of both have the same attitudes towards life. Then she compared her relationship with Kendall to hers with Kylie. I get along very well with the two of them, but Kylie and I just seem to be closer most of the time. Kendall's off kind of doing her thing. And Kylie, like I had dinner with Kylie last night at her house. We try to do that once a week or every two weeks. I go over there and she always has these great meals prepared. She doesn't do them, but they're so good. It's better than a restaurant. Ugh. So then she just goes on and on. We have a glass of wine and talk about stuff and this and that. So from that standpoint, we're a lot closer. Kendall's not... She's always kind of a very a bit more secretive. We're still very close, but it's harder to figure out where Kylie's just more of an open book. Caitlin, how dare she? That's awful. Why? Why? Why answer these questions? This is every every child who has a sibling, regardless of whether your parent is famous or you are famous. This is the shit that is so damaging. If I had yes. to listen to either of my parents talk about like who they're closer to and why, like just stop. No, like, that's a conversation for me and my therapist every single week. Not I for was my gonna say. <laughs> not for one of my parents and a podcaster. Oh my God. It just grated on me. And like, especially because we know actually it ties in to the episode we're about to watch that like I don't think Caitlin is a great listener. I don't think Caitlin is like a very practiced empath. And like, you know, this idea, this, this, uh, this judgment of like um, when people say somebody like keeps their cards close to their chest always to me is like a red flag for like, no, you don't know, or you're not interested in getting to know somebody who is harder to get to know or a different, speaks a different uh, emotional language than you. And Caitlin should talk about being secretive. Mm. I, I wonder. Mean. I wonder why a child of yours doesn't feel comfortable enough to be an open book with you when, when you, you wrote a book. <laughs> but also, just like having, like, look, it's no one's fault. 
it's not that Caitlin is bad because she didn't tell her kids at a younger age no. that she but that has an impact on people. And then to say that she's secretive when it's like, well, maybe she doesn't trust you because you guys haven't built that trust back. And again, not a judgment on Caitlin for the act of keeping her transition or want to secret. That's not the judgment. The judgment is not being able to reflect on how your behavior then affects other people, even if you don't mean it to. And that the decisions Caitlin made in the aftermath of the of the public transition affected the family mm-hmm. really deeply. It affected their Chris Jenner is their mom, you know, and it affected her so deeply. There was a huge rift, a lot of which seems to still exist in some form. Based, on, it doesn't mean that Caitlin's choices were wrong. But Caitlin made a lot of choices and they really affected that family and they were asked to all publicly uh, process it and have takes on it. And those were like to think back now on those were they were would have been in their what their late teens. Like yes. that is so much to ask. Uh, and and it doesn't mean it's it's wrong to them. It is so important that Caitlin was able to live her life. But yeah, the idea that all of those choices haven't had that, like, that's still, that's still their father and their yeah. mother. And like, there was divorce, there's like slander, there's like, there's so much. So they look, the fact that they have relationships that they seem to all be in relatively as good of a place as they are, I think is definitely the headline. But God, Keep it to yourself, Caitlin. <laughs> Very impressive that they're at all friendly. Um, also, there was a storyline, I want to say like three or four seasons ago, where Kendall was like, why am I not enough, Dad? I showed up. Kendall, uh, Kylie didn't, but I showed up. That's right, because uh, Caitlin kept like lamenting. Like, like I basically being like, I wish Kylie was here. <laughs> I wish Kylie was here. And it was like, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm here. Here we are. <laughs> Um, um, that's the news, right? It's the news. Should we get into this app? Should it's a we? biggie. Okay, so the way that I think we should recrap, recrap it, <laughs> recrap it, baby, is chronologically as it show as it showed, right? Okay, is yeah, because it hops around a lot. Yes, it yeah. hops back and forth, and then there's some like overlap of stories. So yeah, great. This is, I guess, the season five finale episode 11 the kardashians take new york city Ooh, a lot happens um it's fun so yeah we start in a in uh, a beauty supply store i've always wanted to go into <laughs> it's called namies or i don't know how you say it um right off of the 101 and the the gals are shopping and we basically learn that they, they first they're putting Mason into a shopping basket. <laughs> Courtney's like, Scott and I put him in a box. So <laughs> we learned that Reggie is, is, you know, Kim has been broken up with Reggie now for a while and it's been really hard for her. And now she's just as she's moved on um, and started dating miles uh, now Reggie says he wants to get back together. So she's basically asking what she should do and whether she should tell Reggie about Miles, to which Chris says, no, no, no. Classic Chris. Classic Chris. She basically says, let's firm up the story. <laughs> yes. She's like, well, we don't even know what it is yet, so let's not tell them. No. Um, which is very funny. I, I, I guess it's like 
that has always been in the background too. That even though she had like a little dalliance with her security guard and then now Miles, that she's also kind of been chatting with Reggie back and forth or texting with him, you know? Yeah. I mean, we definitely, and I think as the episode goes on, see that she is still at least very affected by Reggie, you know? I'll tell you what, text messaging has made so many relationships last way longer than they ever needed to. Oh or even start before they, they when they did not need to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think it's the thing we'll look back on and be like, why were we not always talking about how much this changed? Like Fal- the entirety. False sense of intimacy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now we're at La Frite and we got the BG5, Chris, Caitlin and Rob. Chris is just going gaga for this Lady Gaga concert she went to. <laughs> I love this. A real nod to a, a star on the rise at the time, oh. uh, Lady Gaga. And yeah, then there's a quick uh, cutoff from Caitlin who shuts it down, doesn't know music. who Lady Gaga is. I know music. <laughs> I listen to talk radio, honey. Uh, and then shuts down in a, a fun conversation that everyone was excited about excitedly having i certainly wanted to hear chris talk about seeing lady gaga to tell a story about going to new zealand to film a movie about disco i mean i will say for me interesting enough because she talked about and when we got back they were burning uh disco records at dodger stadium and i was like i just watched the bg's documentary me too i was like i know what that is now like just over the weekend watched it so i was like i know what this is about i had the same ah barry gibbs hubba hubba right hubba hubba indeed it's a a great story a great talk yeah um but yeah i had the same thing but meanwhile well marcy and i might have been riveted across the table bg5 (laughs) and rob are and chris are not having it and so chris goes on and says basically that this is what caitlin always does interrupts and then starts telling stories from the 80s and it's a buzzkill um and then before we can dwell in in caitlin's stories for too long the vg5 girls announce they're thinking of going into hollywood and going dancing and chris Uh, wants to go dancing because she's young fun (laughs) <laughs> She's young and fun, full of cum. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Caitlin's like, no, you're, you're going on with me. <laughs> like, oh what my a, God. What a bummer. I guess that is how people are in marriages, but it seems so strange to tell to have someone say no to their spouse in front of a table full of people. I think it's weird. I think it's like, I think it would be... Like, I, I think even if it was like you were visibly annoyed, it's pretty weird to say no on behalf of somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like most couples would be like, oh, uh, OK, I really wish you weren't. But I guess if you, you know, like, it's strange to just be like, no, I'm taking her. <laughs> yeah, they should be like Tim is when he's waving us off at the airport when we're going to Vegas to go sit in a strip club for three days. And he's like, oh, well, I guess have fun. Aww. I guess I don't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back at the Jenner residence just later that night, K- Chris is calling Caitlin a party pooper. And she's like, you know, you've lost your luster for having a social life. And you are a fucking bummer. I don't like you anymore. You used to be a fun person. How dare you? Did you change so much? Uh, (laughs) And then they have this little back and forth of, well, how about you have your social life and I'll have mine? And 
Chris is like, sure. Okay. So the next time we have sex, I'll set up a, an appointment at 5 p.m. before you go to bed. And Caitlin's like, all right, let's make it noon. And I'll, to, to that, I say, brilliant idea. I mean, 5 wonderful. p.m. sex. The whole so the schedule. These are great windows. You do it. <laughs> you do it before dinner. Perfect. You're and not then, full. and no you one, get to yeah, you get to no watch have sh- sex once you've eaten. To be very yeah. honest, you're full. It's weird. Body's shaking around. Yeah, once you've filled up your tummy. No, it sounds it's like a perfect you're window. shaking up a gallon of milk. Yeah, <laughs> such a smart thing. And then you it's go to bed at 10 p.m. Like God meant for you to do. <laughs> That's a good night. That's a yes. great night. Yes. So then we have another meal being had. I did not catch where they're at. Il Tramezino. Thank you, my friend. Kim is like rattling on about Nutella. Oh my gosh. She's she's like, you've never had Nutella. They're like, is that like a peanut butter? She's like, no, it's hazelnut. I was like, I would watch this more than any of the contrived stuff they're going to show us. I would rather watch Kim Kardashian explain what Nutella is. She is so excited. 2010. It's perfect TV, especially because she goes on a long explanation. And then I laughed out loud because Chris goes, yeah. (laughs) gives her nothing (laughs) i i want to say too at the beginning of the scene i i i had to write down this is peak beauty for kim oh just uh, stunning she really is like almost impossible to take your eyes off of yes it's it's this is yeah you're right um she's stunning and she so they're so they're talking they they start talking about they're, Kim has some business in New York and they're talking about wouldn't it be amazing instead of just coming and going what if they stayed we stayed for the whole week they stayed through the 4th of July Miles will be there it's Chloe's birthday we'll get Chloe and Lamar and uh, and then suddenly this plan is off to the races it's very funny because Kim says it'll be fun to go to New York like let's see how we vibe yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's so into vibes right now she's vibing baby <laughs> it's really funny and also this dovetails into the conversations that have been going on about dash new york because don't forget that courtney had pulled a plug on it yes uh because she felt like as she says here nobody seemed like they're 100 percent gung-ho even though kim keeps saying she really <laughs> really 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 wants it it's so funny it's it's Courtney is having her own fight with herself, but projecting yes. it onto people. It's <laughs> just, yeah, no one is disagreeing with her. They have uh, so many funny conversations about food in this episode. It's truly great. It's so good. Oh, yeah. The next scene, we're at Kim's house and it's Scott and Courtney eating uh, sushi. And Courtney says, Tail sushi is never the same. And Scott says, You taste the same all over the world. <laughs> I mean, you just, you know, no writer wrote it because it's too insane. It's just too insane. But yes, Courtney announces that they're all amps on this New York trip. We know Scott is always jonesing to go to New York. He is immediately amped. So now this is off to the races. Minus, of course, uh, Caitlin's POV, which we will get to. Yeah, I... Watching Scott and Courtney 
I was like, Scott, yeah, I can. This is the first time Scott has been attractive to me thus far in, in the yeah. chronological time of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That, like, yeah, you're like, he's oh, yeah. entering an attractive phase here, too. I agree. And then he's like kind of groping her and she's like, stop it. These boobs belong to Mason right now. And he's like, well, my dick will always belong to you. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> what does a woman want in this life other than this kind of sweet talk? Oh this my sweet god. Talk. He's like you and then whatever 19-year-old I can trade down to. <laughs> it's a moment in time. Uh then we have Malika, Chloe and Rob uh hanging out I think in maybe Chris's office, someone's office, and Kim comes in as Chloe's holding up these just frozen in time insane strappy like 9-inch heels. And Kim's like, oh, my God, are those lubes or stripper shoes? And Chloe says they're or no, they're from D squared. And Kim's like, oh, my God, they're a maze. Just a perfect exchange, a perfect exchange. And what should have what has just hit the blogs, as they call it? Uh, Her mile story. It's hit at this point. At the top of the episode, we had learned that this had not hit the press, that she was dating Miles yet. Nobody seemed to know. They'd stayed under the radar till this moment. So she runs around to the computer, has the biggest smile on her I face. I mean, it's just so clear that she sent the email. She pressed Oh, my in. God. They're like, how does people find this? And Kim's face is giving it all away. And she's like, I mean, all of a sudden, these news stories and pictures are everywhere. And it's like, the pictures are you guys <laughs> posing, looking right at a camera. They're absolutely private photos. They're prom photos of the two of you. Oh, and my God. I guess uh, I got to call Reggie right now. Yeah, like, I should probably call Reggie. I guess this kind of forces my hand. She puts him on speakerphone. <laughs> With her sister and her brother and their friend Malika in the room. Also, this longtime couple now is discussing this. Rob and Malika are still playing the storyline of their couple. <laughs> I saw I saw that. I was like, why is Malika laying like snuggled into Rob's lap? What the because fuck is happening? It's a real deal thing. Yeah, they <laughs> thought they tricked us. They thought they, they could trick us. So then suddenly we have Kim like having a very private conversation. <sighs> I mean, if I'm Reggie and I'm watching this episode... I am. This is the, they. They really. It, it gets worse. It too. gets way worse. It's. But I think that's what she intended. She intended Absolutely. to humiliate him because he was. He was doing a thing that, you know, people do that really. It really. It's really shitty, where they don't want to be with you, but they want to claim you. Ugh. And if and if you don't, like, hold yourself for them. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're bad and you don't care about them. Yeah. And I think we get a great scene, even though I disagree with the public nature of it. I think it's a great scene of like a thing we don't really get to see as much from Kim of her seeking up for herself. Yes. And so they, you know, she's like, you know, talking, asking him how he feels. He says it is what it is. And it really clearly, immediately, she takes it off speakerphone and he's clearly going, uh, nuts on her and she's like that's inappropriate don't treat me like I'm a fucking idiot don't text fucking whores yes oh it's like, all spilling and she out. said like he said he she wasn't worried about his feelings and she was like well what about my feelings when you dumped me and what about this whole uh, year that we were broken broken up 
And she's like, you know, I really loved you. Like, I really, really loved you. And I forget how he ended it, but she was like trying to make it clear, like, you're really angry with me. And I think we had a beautiful relationship. Yeah, she kind of catches herself and she's like, there's just I loved you. There's a lot of resentment. And he says, do you got to go? I got to say, look, it's not appropriate to have someone on speakerphone on your reality show as your siblings and friends (laughs) listen on and you're like having a private discussion about very intimate details of your life. However, however, he is hard to fully protect, I guess. I mean, mean, she should have never done this, but you can't feel so sorry for him. Like, no, I don't. I think, I think, I mean, that's, Look, that's the deal, especially Kim of this era, you know, Mm -hmm. like you were dating the most famous reality TV star in the world. Like that's that's the dance. So, ooh, and if you dump her, I mean, you dumped Kim Kardashian at peak beauty. What are we talking about? This guy, this guy's got no really funny. It's that, you know, the Kardashian curse that they kind of make everyone like they've made a lot of athletes lose their careers. And now like it's been a bit of a curse on I could just see the narrative that it's like a curse that like Kanye had this breakdown but really what it is is celebrity curse yes (laughs) it's the same for for housewife marriages you know it's like reality tv is 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 a curse I think on on most relationships and I I think celebrity and fame built off of like sharing of intimacy I just want to say in this moment I (sighs) fully know in my heart of hearts that Seth and Meredith from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City actually definitely have to have a sex chair in their room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they t- on a on a chilly night in Salt Lake, of course they'll keep themselves warm by their sex chair on yes. their sex chair. <laughs> They're using all those curves to the best of their ability. Beautiful couple. Oh. <sighs> magical the heat there i mean are they going to make it in the long run maybe not but not. watching that reconciliation hot hot uh, hot 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 beautiful hot, hot. and you don't get it that you don't get those as often on housewives oh, i love it because he's like totally simping for her yes <laughs> good use of it i love a man who will simp for me please oh, no one ever worthy. has <laughs> she's worthy you're worthy Thank speaking you. of people who don't simp for each other chris is <laughs> Chris is, uh, has a rolling rack in the living room. Caitlin comes in, and what is Chris doing? Just packing for uh, Fourth of July, New York. It's decided. Chris Jenner has decided they're going. Caitlin is caught off guard. She says, "What are you talking about? We're going for. We're staying for the whole week. We're staying with Lauren and Jr. Kim, Chloe, Lamar, uh, Scott. Everyone's going." Uh, and Caitlin is like, "No, I'm not going uh, for I Kim's go wax thing for the wax event." And and they get into a back and forth. And, and, and Chris is like, you have a stick up your ass. Like, you're not fun. This like, is going to be fun. Yeah. you. I, she's like, I haven't even seen you with a buzz. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, we're going to be in New York. Uh, I'll be wearing this fabulous dress on a yacht. And you can stay here bored and alone. <laughs> Great threat. I love that the dress made it into the threat. I just, I mean, look, they have been married for 20 years at that point, right? Or mm-hmm, not that mm-hmm. long, but No, close. she says 20 years. Uh, and so who knows what any marriage looks like 20 years and if you're me and you live with three cats by yourself. Um, but 
just you should like the people you're around <laughs> and it's not just like a rough patch we've watched this is season five i know it's really you see the fraying uh and i think what we're getting into now is it does i mean there's still a long road of the dissolution of this marriage which in and of itself is really heartbreaking to yeah. see the the how long it it chugs along for at, at this at this tenor, which is yes. like, it's it's not like uh, screaming and fighting, but it is like void of respect and attraction. Yes, you know? absolutely. Um, so we are in New York at Lauren and JR's penthouse, and it's the most insane looking thing I've this ever place seen. Is absolutely, this is my nightmare. All I white. Mean, it's oh, begging, I hate this apartment. It's begging for a nosebleed. Oh, it's it's like it's all white in mirrors, all white mirrors, white stairs. It's the ugliest building in New York City because it's so oh. if you put that building somewhere else, it would be like beautiful if it fit in with the architecture. But amongst like art deco and like all like, oh, my God, it oh. is my nightmare. Everything the outside, the inside. Oh, my God, though. Are we going to my favorite part? Listen, I am not to your point about the art deco, I am not an expert on the Manhattan skyline, but they go into the bedroom and they're like, Oh my God. And they're like, Oh my God. I love that you have the empire state building over your head. And there's a big window right above the bed. Honey, that is not the empire state. <laughs> it didn't look like it. it. I have it on good authority. I know I may not know all of the buildings, but I do know the Empire State Building, and this building is just another building. It is pointed, <laughs> but it is not the Empire State Building. Oh, my God, I laugh so hard. Yeah, and I sleep right under the Empire State Building. No, you don't. <laughs> you no. don't know. A little uh, confession of mine is that for years and years and years, I thought the Chrysler building was the Empire State Building. I'd give them the points if it had been the Chrysler it building. Wasn't, it wasn't. It was neither. <laughs> I would give them the point. This woman, Lauren, also points out the yachts that they can see from the window. I just could. I was Wait, like, I want to know why Lauren, the person who owns that penthouse, doesn't know that that's not <laughs> the Empire State <laughs> Building. Because the where the if they're with if they're at a place where there's yachts docked, I assume that's on the lower west side of Manhattan, and it just is impossible to see the Empire State I, Building. I that's a, I was just like I am not a Manhattan. I am not like I do not need to be a New York expert. I'm fine with it. But like yes, the geography of where they had to be and what we're looking at, I was just like this. These people uh, <laughs> moved into this apartment from LA. They have no idea where they are. Someone they told them some a thing. yachts. <laughs> they plopped a few yachts out their window and they were like we did it a real like sleazy real estate agent was like and that's the first state building and they're like yeah. oh ah yeah Meg then- ryan tom cruise mm-hmm. nope okay. tom hanks tom hanks not tom they cruise. would have said tom cruise though they would it was a, <laughs> as far as your impression went uh <sighs> then we get to the hamptons now this is a really bittersweet scene because we don't get a lot of scott's parents on the show yeah. we know of course that they pass away not too far along after this I I didn't but so I I don't have a lot of memories of them on the show and we have Scott and um, Courtney and Mason visiting beautiful. they have this beautiful house in the Hamptons Uh, we get to see the parents playing with Mason they're so happy they say they put a swimming pool in just for Mason like (sighs) you can tell that this is like 
really them feeling like, oh, this is a grandparents visiting with their their grandson and maybe the beginning of more of this, you know? I know. It's very sad. Uh, Scott told Courtney that his grandmother was a stripper, but apparently she was just a, a, a non-nude uh, dancer. Yeah. <laughs> just, just another Good, kind of dancing. Did you get that fact straight? He's <laughs> like, I'm kidding. He's but- like, come on, don't shit in front of my parents. God. <laughs> I was really charmed by how New York-y like, his parents are. They have these Thick New York accents. Dad's uh, wearing uh, sunglasses inside. I loved it. I loved it. And like, you know, Scott is such a Im- huge part of this show. And it is it's such a, a travesty that you really don't know him, really. You know, in this yeah. way, you're like, oh, and we get a little bit more of it as, as, as like asking about his New York life. But it's like, yeah, this guy kind of plopped into their world and it's like, yeah, who is he? You know, who is he? Who is he? Who? And then we see lots of Scott baby pics in which he it behaves exactly like he does today and exactly like Rain. Yes. Yes, you're exactly right. Exactly. Exactly. Rain June. Um, Rain June. So then we have Rob and Caitlin playing golf back on the west side. Rob thinks Caitlin has turned into a grumpy old man. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin was like, "How are you? Twenty three? When I was your age, I was working towards my second Olympics." God, we get it. <laughs> I was like, Rob should have won an Emmy for not rolling his eyes and for <sighs> maintaining the scene. It's like, yes. Also, you do know that most young people like. To to go out and have fun. That yes. is just a fact. That's a law of the universe, yes. uh, Caitlin. And then Caitlin's like, give me a hand hug again. I'm a creep. <laughs> I'm a creep. But they do agree to go have a night out. Yes. Uh, and so Rob proposes, come out with the guys, come out with Rob's guy friends. We'll do a guy's night. And uh, he's like, I know the club scene out here pretty well. <laughs> I was like, Rob, <laughs> you loser. You uh, loser. Uh, so then we go back to the East Coast and we go to Jessica's least favorite restaurant. I was just going to say, what are the chances that Cipriani would come up twice? I forgot. Ugh. Ugh. Weinstein HQ, more like. Oh, I- yeah. He was probably in a corner behind Kim Kardashian jerking off at a plant. Ugh. Yuck. Um, so Reggie has oh. called Kim back. This scene is, we have to pause because this is, and this is like, if you don't, if you fly through the episode, you got to watch this scene because they have, it is a wall. They're at Cipriani at the edge of the restaurant. So they are completely visible. And there is a wall of paparazzi taking nonstop flash photos. And they've tried to blur them out, but the shot is completely filled with like 30 paparazzi maybe and Uh, then they take on the rest of the scene like this backdrop was blowing my mind i know it's so funny how in new york there there would be so many paparazzi there all of a sudden i i don't know like because it doesn't feel like a very paparazzi city it must have been like that maybe there was just this magic of like the Kardashians in New York is just like, you know, these LA. Don't you just assume she calls them for her? Chris is sitting there being like, Oh my God. Where's Halloween? So Reggie's called her back because he was, he tells her you need to get miles to pay for your car wash. And because apparently Kim (laughs) 
went goes to the same car wash that Reggie used to go to. And since they have a similar car, they charged Reggie's account for her car wash. I love it. And so he's very upset that she she's like, he's like, don't you ever fucking do that again? Oh, my God. I love and it. And then he says, don't ever call me again. <laughs> I was like, Reggie, Reggie is steaming mad about this car mix up. Yeah. He's like, you can have Miles Austin pay for it next time. and and then it doesn't end we get then they're in the you know in the back of the suv after lunch and he's texting her nasty things the nastiest stuff the meanest the most cutting he's like i'm happy he's saying he's happy he didn't buy a ring how crazy he was even thinking of doing that like ooh, just the stuff that is meant meant to just gut Kim. And then all these old hens start saying, you know what you should do? You should say this. And then Kim just hands her phone over to Lauren and Lauren's like, okay, well, I'm glad you never gave me a ring either because you've just shown how unkind you are. And oh, God. just like a paragraph she writes back and then they start, sc- Kim's like, I'm such a grown up. They're like, she's such a grown up. Oh like, my God. This and it's scene. Like, no, you're not a grown up when you're passing around a Blackberry to write up a snarky comeback yeah you're on your reality show and you hand it over your phone to your your family friend a woman in her 50s to yeah write a sassy comeback to a man who was saying he didn't he was glad he didn't marry you i was like what is happening you know what's happening is that they got a bigger martini than you got (laughs) damn it they got the classic martini glass. They got the classic martini glass. <laughs> Honestly, I'm happy for them. Better better them than me, I guess. So then we get another great scene, which is... <gasps> Joyce! The- oh, thank you. I was like, I put in my notes, why can't I remember her name? I we just ha- remembered it, though, because I was like, the makeup lady, makeup lady, I Joyce. Put, I said, it's the makeup lady. So we have uh, Chloe and Kim are getting their hair and makeup done. They're at a shoot. Um, at, or, yeah, right? It's Or it's an event that they're getting ready for. I don't even know. Oh, think, they're getting ready for the party. They're getting I ready for the they're party. they're getting ready, yeah, for the party. Yeah, and sorry, so sorry. Kim falls right asleep in the makeup chair, mouth open and everything. It's so charming. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Honestly, she's living my dream in that moment to just, oh. You know, I've talked about it a million times on this podcast. My dream, my dream moment is when Chloe got to get her hair and makeup done for Kim's wedding, laying down in bed because she was oh. so hungover. I think about it. That is the peak. You're in Florence in a castle uh, and you have to do, go and you have to be in like a you know million dollar wedding and you are hung over asleep in a bed while people do your hair. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I think billionaires are bad and they you can only get that way if you um you know abuse other people. However, I would like to make enough money one day so that I could have a nightly ritual of someone comes into my house and while I'm laying in bed on my back, they take <laughs> off my makeup and brush my teeth for me. <laughs> and I want them to have one of those little suction things that dentists have yeah. so I don't have to spit and they just kind of give me the beginnings of a facial and then kiss, kiss me on the forehead and I go to, I go to bed. <laughs> oh, Marcy. You, I think that sounds like heaven. <laughs> so we clearly like uh, Kim sleeping. It's very funny. We have young Joyce Benelli, almost a whole different face. Uh, oh, wow. Former makeup artist who was exiled f- by the family <laughs> For some years ago. For fingering herself. Big deal. Uh, so what? She got drunk and fingered herself in Cabo in front of a whole bunch of women. <laughs> 
leave her alone, quite frankly. Um, and then we get our first real Miles Austin appearance. As yes. I think. Miles swings by and he's so cute. He's very smiley and cute. Um, Kim is very into him. Yeah, you can just feel their chemistry. I was like, oh, they really and this whole episode, really, I was like, wow, they really like each other. You yeah, can really feel it. The next oh. scene is lunch with Scott and Courtney, and they're looking at the Statue of Liberty. Now, that was actually the Statue of Liberty. That was so the correct landmark. Yes, good we'll give them that you. point. <laughs> so Scott's giving them the giving her the hard sell. Like, look, if we move here, my job is here. My, I have a job. I have a job. <laughs> it, it would work better. And then she's like, "Well, what about my job?" He's like, "Your job is anywhere, baby. Anywhere, you can be anywhere." I did love to though. This is the thing that made me laugh about this. And then the scene coming up with Adrian is that they keep treating it like, you know, uh, Courtney has her job and she does. We know we know what Courtney's job is being on the show. But also twice Scott's like, yeah, and that could keep you busy during the day. If the store you could go visit your friends, it would keep you busy <laughs> during the day. And I'm like, what is this obsession? What? Why are we not hearing more about Courtney not feeling that she's busy during the day? Uh, I think it's more that Scott wants to keep her busy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Scott's like, like uh, I got things to do, baby. The phrase just like graded on me. It's like if anybody if anybody said that to me, like, oh yeah, it's good. It'll keep you busy. It's like okay, I've thank told you. you before. My mom has the rudest way of talking sometimes she's like what did you do today nothing <laughs> and she's not trying to be mean when she says it <laughs> she's just look she's right i'm in between jobs and it's a pandemic and yeah. yeah people and people just love to be reminded of exactly where they're at in a moment and <laughs> what did you do today nothing figures uh we have a great relationship Marilyn, we got a very funny exchange here where as so Courtney's wheels start turning because he's pushing hard. We could live here. I he's saying, I know our life would be better. I really think we'd have a better life here. And she's like, okay, how'd you get to school every day? You ride the subway, <laughs> which I lost my mind just that. Okay. She's like, okay, so let's think this through. How did, how did he get to school though? And he says he took a limo. And she's like, no, really. He's like, I really did. She's like, no, really. He's like, for a whole year, I took a limo. And I don't understand that. That whole exchange, I was like, and that answer that did not answer the question. You know what? That might be why his parents went to prison. <laughs> I was like, something weird is happening. She's like, okay, but that's one year. And he's like, no, that's what I did. And it was like, what are we talking about, Because sir? his parents did, his dad did serve some time, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that, they might have both. That uh, was the tip off, I think. They did a, a Teresa and Joe. <laughs> something weird is up. I was like, okay, weird question from Courtney, but also, uh, but again, it made me wish we knew more about Scott. I was yes. just like, yeah, what is this? How did he grow up? I don't know anything. Um, yeah. I think a Scott and Courtney in New York show might have been very interesting. Yeah. And might have been getting discussed at the time. And uh, then instead, we got a Chloe and Lamar. Um, yes. Okay, so then we're going. This is very funny. Going to be one of our longest episodes ever because this ep this episode was long. Yes. Uh, uh, so it's Chloe's birthday on a yacht, which I can't spell. Try very hard, guys. <laughs> uh, Kim. So they're walking to this yacht from this 
monstrous apartment and Kim, they have so much paparazzi and Kim is just so oh. worried that Miles is going to be weirded out by the paps. And we do see like, I mean, anybody would be like, it is, he's, he's doing fine, but it is like, you can kind of feel that you're registering, like watching him register some like uh, true, truly what any normal human would feel, which is just like shock and awe and like overwhelmedness, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they get to the boat and, you know, they kind of make some jokes about it. Like here, this is to calm your nerves after all, after all the paparazzi and they have some uh, shots and Lamar to is Chloe. very sweet. Lamar, Lamar is, like, is wonderful on this episode. He's like, Miles is really down to earth. I think he's a great guy. Yeah, I love Lamar's like whole energy in this episode. And then, then we hop back. Then we get a little kind of hopping back and forth now in the episode. And so meanwhile, it's nighttime. Rob and Caitlin are heading out with the boys. Caitlin's hair is blow dried into just a perfect little puff. I mean, disco <laughs> baby. <laughs> And they're heading out with Rob and his guy friends. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rob does make the- a little jet, ja- a little joke that Caitlin should get an earring. Oh yes. Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't hear that. Okay. That's some good um, foreshadowing. So, okay. Miles is really helping Kim loosen up. Uh, she is doing a shot that is 80 proof. Uh, and she's like, wow, it tastes like water. Okay. I got to bring these upstairs. She takes a tray <laughs> of them, gets four steps, <laughs> falls to the ground and spills them all. And screams, I'm drunk already. <laughs> she also made me laugh really hard. Every, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, you don't get very much Kim drinking. And that's what she's saying. She's saying, you know, this the miles has been good for her because she's drinking a little bit more. And that makes her happy. She's like loosening up, as Marcy said. And then she falls. She drops all the shots. She yell, as She also yells, I was trying to be cute and carry the whole tray. And I wasn't cute. <laughs> I wasn't cute made me laugh really hard. <laughs> She is so funny that we get this. She's hammered. She's so <laughs> she's drunk. She's hammered. And she sits on the, she's sitting on a chair. She gets plopped on a chair. And then she's, she grabs it. She's like, you know, she's talking to Chloe. She's like, you know, doing the Torah, doing the Torah, <laughs> referring to the part in Jewish weddings when the Torah is not it. The Torah is the book uh, and referring to the part in Jewish weddings when the bride and groom are hoisted above everybody on chairs and everybody sings and she is drunk and keeps the Torah. saying, you know, the, doing the Torah. And she's making herself laugh so hard. And Chloe is like being kind of a bitch. I'm being like, yeah, I'll be sure to let somebody know. Uh, <laughs> But Kim's not clocking any of it, so she's having fun. Chloe is so much fun, swinging Kim around like a rag doll. Chris is on a pole. There, (laughs) this is Kardashian women cutting loose. Can I say that you know, as the Kardashians keeping up the Kardashians ends, and so may Chris, so may Kim and Kanye's marriage. If they're having another show, I would love it to be like a girl, a, a girls gone wild type party. Oh my God. I truly, this one, this scene of them all getting hammered on the boat is like, it is like mainlining why I love the show. Yes. They are, Chris is, yeah, Chris is outside on the edge of the boat, swinging around a pole, making people take photos of her. Great. Chloe and Kim are rolling on the ground. Like Kim is holding her little like mini dress like trying to not let her butt and vagina completely 
exposed to camera. It's so fun. Like, so and fun. they, that's, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head. Like the thing that is hard to articulate about this show as, and, and as compared to almost any other show is that they have fun together when they yes. have fun together. They really have fun together. Yeah. They're Ugh. a family that they love each other. They really do. It's very funny. So, Courtney was not at Chloe's wedding. I mean, b- yeah, I was just realizing. I don't think she was there, or at least they didn't. No show one her. missed her. No. Um, so <laughs> they they're, they're at a club, or they're going to the club. Rob lets Caitlin know that he has invited the BG Five girls, oh, and he's Lord. like, you know what they call me in the club scene? I'm kind of a big deal. They call me Young Slay. <laughs> Caitlin's like, Woof. I thought they called you Little Wiener. <laughs> This is so funny. Like uh, Rob's nickname hits like a thud. You're like, yeah, okay. And then it's just the energy is all over the place. Then they get to the club. They're in, it looked like they're on Coanga, like right uh, over there, which would have been a hopping time for, for clubbing over there. And, um, <laughs> And then there's a huge crowd outside the club they're going in. Tons of people. They're getting a huge reaction because, of course, they have the camera crew. I lost it. Caitlin is high-fiving everybody waiting in line and going, <laughs> hey, what's happening, guys? Hello. Hi. Hey, hi. Hi. <laughs> Uh, hand like, hug hand, hand hug. hug hey you should let these people in let them in hey <laughs> hi it's like <laughs> is so so funny and really at this time really game like this is such a game episode of just yeah. like doing just rolling with it and so then they get inside this absolutely packed club. It's so loud. Caitlin doesn't understand what's happening. She's like, why is it so loud in here? You can't hear people talk. I'm like, well, that's not really a conversation pit. Um, <laughs> so Caitlin finds herself quickly not into it. And she's like, maybe I'm not that much fun. It's like, yeah, maybe <laughs> I love that. That but much this, fun. This hairpin curve that she rounds. Going, <laughs> going. Maybe I'm not that much fun. And, and then, then Rob. A piece of evidence arrives. Yes. Yes. Tell us. Tell us. And Rob has gotten a text from his mother uh, on what can only we can assume. It's the 4th of July. And he gets a text from Chris of that someone has taken the photo of her swinging around the pole on the end of the boat. And Rob leans into Caitlin's ear and is like, look, I just got this. Basically shows Caitlin a picture of her wife partying her ass off. And ooh, Caitlin's competitive spirit, it rises, rises like it's a relay race at the Olympics. I know, I was about to say, it's like she's 23 again and training for the Olympics. And Chris <laughs> is a Russian. <laughs> oh, so that makes Caitlin decide to get loose. Then we cut yeah. back to the boat to see Kim and Miles making out hard. Oh, wait a minute before we... <laughs> what? Caitlin murdered me this whole episode as Caitlin starts partying, which is just dancing with BG five. Basically <laughs> she goes, Hey, I'm in LA. <laughs> Ma'am, you live here. As, as, uh, hey, 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 I'm in LA as like to shout from the dance floor. <laughs> Hey, I'm in LA. Next shirt, next shirt. Hey, I'm in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just lost my mind. So then, yes, then we're back at the boat. My- Chloe's blowing out her candles. Yeah. Miles and Kim are sucking face. It's great. 
Yeah, they're having the best party. Then we get back to LA and Rob and Caitlin are going to pierce Caitlin's ears. Oh, so excited. We get earrings on both sides, big honking diamonds. Rob holds, Rob holds Caitlin's hand. (laughs) Caitlin's like, I never thought this would happen. Oh my gosh, what a what a momentous occasion. Then <sighs> they're driving home. They go <laughs> they're as they're leaving, uh Rob in the car, Rob says, I want to go masturbate. I was like, What? <laughs> Rob is hammered and what is in the car with with his stepdad, and yeah, lets it be known to the stepdad and his friends he wants to go home and masturbate. Like, did the ear piercing thing have something to do with it? I was just like, is that just kind of announcing, like, I'm tired? It was I, like, I want to go masturbate. Yeah, I guess it's just like, ah, oh, it's time to go to bed. Gotta masturbate. Gotta masturbate. Um, so they go to Carl's Jr. <laughs> and Rob is so wasted. He's telling the drive-thru guy, I really admire you. <laughs> He's so hammered. Everyone is so funny. Uh, hammered. I'm sorry. I, that doesn't mean we should be, but it's funny. Uh, yeah. He's, so they, they they get a whole bunch of food. They're in the car. His Ka- dumb friend. Uh, they're, they're throwing fries and Caitlin is. This is foreshadowing to when she kills someone later. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Rec- this reckless driving. Yes. Because basically, yeah, the fries fall. The friend dumps fries on Rob's lap in the front seat. And Caitlin, in cleaning it up, because it's like, whoa, whoa, watch the car, is completely not looking at the road. The drunk friends, Rob's drunk friends in the back seat are like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Because one would would imagine Caitlin had at least a drink or two. I know. I was surprised to see Caitlyn driving uh, after their like night out. I mean, I guess they never, they definitely didn't show Caitlyn drinking. Yes. So I'm sure that was their uh, plan. But yeah, it is, it is a little bit of eerie foreshadowing. Yeah. Seeing someone not quite uh, as comfortable or safe as you'd like behind the wheel. Right. Um, and then we get back to <sighs> Kim's house or Chloe Lamar. I forget which house it is. They all I look the have- same back then. Yes. Well, oh, oh, yes, exactly. Yes. At the end of the night, I think, yeah, I'm not sure whose house this is, but it, it, it seems like one that Rob must live in. So it's got to be yeah. Chloe and Lamar. Yeah. And Caitlin passes out on the couch. Um, Rob says, I love you. <laughs> I mean, it, I love you. <laughs> As he's like ambling down the hallway, like trying to find light switches. It's, oh, my gosh. It's a very funny night. Then it's the next day. We've in New got, York City. We're back in New York. Uh, it's Kim, <laughs> Lauren, Chris, Joyce. Uh, everyone's there. They're talking about how Kim's talking about how she got drunk. She's oh, like, and Kendall, I think, is there too. Yes, Little Kendall. Baby Kendall. There. It's so uncomfortable later. Yes, it gets too sexy. But yeah. Kim is bragging about how she drank four white Russians. She's like, "That's my new drink of choice." <laughs> like a white <laughs> Russian is so crazy. <laughs> A charming non-drinker. And That's like I someone truly, telling you they ordered chocolate milk for lunch. It's so much. That is so much creamy alcohol. Oh, oh it truly makes my stomach knot up. Oh, but, but she's she had a really good time. She's talking about how much she lo- she like loves Miles. Basically, it's going really well. And then yeah, seems to forget there's definitely a child in the room. 
yes. She's like, he says really sexy things to me while we're making out. Oh, there's a bump on my head from having sex. Ah! And they're all screaming. And it's like just these shots of awkward Kendall. Like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'm 15. <laughs> cool. Uh, then we have back in California. We've got Caitlin up in the morning. Rob's up, hungover. And d- uh, Caitlin asks one of my most loathed questions after a night out. Did you have fun last night? <laughs> <laughs> Telltale sign you it's so <laughs> were visibly drunk. So accusatory. <laughs> but we learned Kate. So they're talking about, you know, it was the, the night. And then uh, and then Caitlin proposes getting a haircut because they're talking about like, what will Chris think about the earrings, this and that. And Caitlin is like, yeah. I mean, Rob almost like jokingly kind of brushes it aside. Like, oh, yeah, what else are you going to do? And then it's like, no, Caitlin is adamant. And again, we don't need to open it back up. We've talked about it many times on this on this show. But the haircut hair piece we learned so much later is a really big piece uh, that Caitlin talked about after transitioning that was was being worked out uh, during the show in terms of like uh, gender identity. So yeah. it's it's really remarkable to me that Caitlin proposes the haircut, you know, whether that means producers pushed for it or not, we don't know, but yeah. uh, at least, at least, yeah. So then, and then we're back in New York. I forgot. I mean, we're really zipping. I was like, well, cause you know, we've been yeah. re- recording for a long time already. Yeah. And this is a yeah. long episode. Uh, we talked too much about Travis Barker, I guess. Oh God. Yeah, we fell uh, down a rabbit hole of a scary plane crash. Uh, so we're hanging out with Adrian and Adrian's like, Oh my God, if you lived here, I would babysit all the time. <laughs> oh my God. And Scott does like an offensive impression of oh, Adrian. Boy. And then so I think made a joke about, uh, Courtney and Adrian sharing a vibrator and I truly yes. was like let's just get out of this scene please come on you were being so charming earlier in the show please Scott, please please so we're at this nasty penthouse again with Ugh. Chloe and Kim and Chloe Chloe likes Kim when she like when Kim can be on her level and start playing and drinking with her Chloe yeah. starts being way nicer to Kim mm-hmm. um, and then you know she talks about how Lamar and Miles talked about the paparazzi and he was just mm-hmm. like man this is a package deal you just gotta accept it and Kim really, really hopes that Miles doesn't let the paparazzi ruin their relationship back to California we've got Caitlin arriving god this episode was full of like they had some real scream moments for me because we learned that Caitlin is getting this this big deal haircut from Chris's longtime hairstylist who Chris calls or sorry who Caitlin calls the butcher also I mean, that and is, is Chloe's, Chloe's dad <laughs> <Chloe's> real dad <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, of all the rumors, of course we all know the OJ rumor as far as OJ being Chloe's dad. There is another, my preferred rumor is that it's the hairstylist because this man looks shockingly like Chloe. There's a lot of similarities there. (laughs) There's a lot of similarities. Um, So Caitlin's getting that haircut. Then we have New York private jet life. We're heading home. I don't know if they really took a private jet or if they just showed us the outside of a jet. (laughs) Yes. Those might not have been private jet days, but I like them deciding to telegraph that they might have been. They're like, here's a plane closing. Maybe they're on it. Maybe they're not. (laughs) Uh, Who's to say? Um, So they get to Kim's house and Caitlin surprises them. (sighs) 
two rave reviews. They love this haircut. And Kayla looks great. It's a great haircut. I mean, it's a great, great haircut. It is decidedly more modern. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a nice haircut. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, Chris is obviously fawning, really happy. I mean, Kim is gushing. They Kayla love it. looks like 15 years younger. It's great. It's a much, you know, it's it, again, however her hair made her feel, but like it is, it's a really nice haircut. I think it's yes. very flattering. Um, so yeah, that's the big surprise. And we also learned on the way back that Chris really missed Caitlyn. Yeah. So their marriage is intact. Uh, we got, you know, uh, Caitlyn has proven that she's fun and spontaneous. Uh, and, you know, for now, <laughs> the marriage is intact. Not for long, but for now. Um, and then we have the last scene. <laughs> it's the sisters. Kim walks in all sad because she and Miles broke up. It's over. It's over. It's over. So it seems like it was, you know, too much. The paparazzi of it all. Her worst fears confirmed. We don't know. But they broke up. I, I was sad. I mean, we've obviously, obviously I knew they were ending, but um, I did like them. I thought they were very sweet. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll reconnect in this year. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So um, she's like, I got to do a fresh start. And they're like, let's do it. Let's go to New York. And Courtney's like, fine, I will allow it. <laughs> I know. She has made herself the gatekeeper of this pl- decision that everybody agreed and supported her on. So she funny. decides it's allowed. They shall go to New York. A spinoff is born. Kim and Courtney are going to New York. What's so amazing about the spinoff is that in the spinoff, you see when Kim and Kanye start having yes! a, some sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is the timing is incredible. We're going to start yeah. seeing their friendship. Uh, Chloe is, of course, staying, staying with her man. She's like, the, she's like, oh my god, I'm the biggest jelly belly of life. Oh. I'm gonna miss you. I know. I was like, what a perfectly a horrible uh, sentence. But she's staying, and the scene sort of like sweetly wraps up with uh, <laughs> Kim and <laughs> Courtney singing to her, "You're such a bore. You married, you married whore." <laughs> and then wrestling, where like Godzilla, Chloe just walks without even noticing. They're both <laughs> clinging to her legs. <laughs> It's a big one. A lot had to get wrapped up, guys. There was yeah. a lot going on. And hey, look, we took a long time getting this podcast out. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, a juicy steak. Yeah, here's a big juicy steak. Uh, so with that being said, <laughs> so that means we move on. We move on to the spinoff. Yeah, um, I or don't know. There, if, there might I, be one more. I no, this is it for this season. But oh, okay, we okay. might be going to. I need to find my little cheat sheet. We might be going to Chloe and Lamar. Oh, you're right. Chronologically, you're right. yes. Yeah, I like that. Being like, I can't go with you guys. I'm shooting my spinoff. I wish I could go. I have to stay here. You guys uh, know about why. <laughs> <laughs> So we will we'll figure out what we are hopping to next. No, I can um, figure it out. Just I see. So this is the way this year the year ahead comes. We have Kim and Kim and Court take New York, Chloe and Lamar in April. Kim and Court are January. Then it's Chloe and Lamar in April, okay. June, June in June, keeping up with return. Okay, okay. 
So it's Kim and yeah, Kim and so then we are going to be watching uh, Chloe and Lamar next. No, no. If we go chronologically, you got it. No, you're fine. Courtney, if we uh, go chronologically, Courtney and Kim take New York is next. Okay, so then we're going to start where we wrapped up season five. Courtney and Kim take New York season one. We're watching it. That's where we're watching. I can't wait. That's fine. I don't think I've seen it. So. I don't think I watched it I probably have now that I'm saying that. (laughs) It's crazy (laughs) me to say it. (laughs) I'm excited. We got a new season to start, um, and I'm sure that'll kind of end up running into the actual premiere of uh, Keeping Up With, season 20. Um, But in the meantime, we release two episodes every Monday, most of the time. Check out our our website, Kardashianit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page. Email us at Kardashianit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye.